The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome to a special episode of PSXP. We are going to be discussing Final Fantasy VII Remake today. And I have assembled a grand team of experts today. Uh, first off, let's go to my man, Nathan. Oh, I'm today? your man. What's up, buddy? How are you? It's been forever. <laughs> By the way, um, for those of you who, who haven't gone back into the archives of that's entertaining justin and i did an episode of final fantasy 7 like 17 years ago <laughs> that's exactly why i had to call you out first because that's the exact reason i was thinking about that it was me you and gabe patillo yes sir wow yeah, yeah. That, so that, that was, was a while time. ago um and i also have dev with me what's cracking what's cracking how are we doing tonight uh we are doing just great i mean I'm excited to talk about this game. I've been loving playing it, so I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Yep, that's why we're here, man. All right, and last but not least, first time actually uh, talking and, and podcasting with this guy, Delvin Cox. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing good. It's weird doing PSXP and me and Dev not hosting, so. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yeah, it's just weird being done PSXP. Just butcher it as much as possible and make you guys look good. That's what it's all about. Okay, that's perfect then. Hey, yeah, where's your All right. Uh, no, I, I gathered you guys together because uh, huge release with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, I believe we were all really big, great, big fans of the original, um, so we were all patiently waiting for this release to come out. Um, I think general consensus is we all love it, um, but we're gonna we're definitely gonna dive into that. Uh, but I wanted to start with um, each of you and go over. What's your a little bit of your history with Final Fantasy VII? Um, once the first time you played it, uh, what did you think at the time, and you know how many times have you played it over the years and stuff like that? Because I, I think we have all got those stories. Um, so let's uh, start with you, Dev. Yeah, so uh, it was definitely my first Final Fantasy game. Um, I can't even remember what made me pick it up, but I remember being in a Hollywood video close to my birthday, looking for something to rent. And I saw this, and I was like, eh, you know what? This dude has a giant sword. The cover looks cool. Let's go ahead and pick it up. So I picked it up, played through however many days that I had it for the rental, and was like immediately like, I have to get this game. Luckily, it was close enough to my birthday, so I had some birthday cash um, that I actually got from my grandmother. So I went out and bought the game, and the rest is history, man. I just absolutely loved the game. Um, I believe I, it was April of, of 
what, whenever it came out, 97? 97, yep. Yeah, so that's when I picked it up, and I'm just super happy. It's it's like a birthday game for me, because I got it on my birthday. My birthday is a Saturday. The game just came out, so it all works out works out great. So, I mean, like I said, my first Final Fantasy VII game, and I, I my first Final Fantasy game, and I just absolutely loved it. It just... Have you continued it, on with the series at all, or...? I played eight. Um, I played ten because I did not like the art style for nine. I played thirteen, um, and that was pretty much where it ended. Like thirteen was just so long for me. Just the intro, I was like, I can't do this. I liked eight. Um, I liked ten, but again, I just never finished either one of them just because of how long the Final Fantasy games can yep. be. And yeah, I play yeah. like I'm one of those guys who loves story, so I'm doing all the side missions and everything else. So a lot of times, I end up not finishing these games, but. Uh, Final Fantasy VII just it holds a very special place in my heart. It's just one of those games that is like on my Mount Rushmore, you know. And uh, when's the last time you played the original? When I got it, I had when never you got it. You have not played it. it since. Wow. Okay. I haven't played it all since. Right. Okay. I was, I was curious to ask. I'm gonna ask everyone that. Um, all right, Delvin, hit hit me up. What's what's uh, what's your history of Final Fantasy VII? I remember vividly playing it. Well, getting it when I was 17 years old. Wow, I'm old now. <laughs> I think about it. But yeah, I remember going to EB Games and picking this game up. High school and just being amazed at how it looked. Like the, for that time, it was just such a a movement almost. Like you know, PS One was kind of this thing that kind of was taking over during the time where everybody was just talking about Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. And there's this weird thing called PlayStation that just came out and. Final Fantasy was kind of those one of those tentpole flagship games that you will never yeah. forget. Like I remember yeah. just like seeing that beginning video and stuff. Like, hold up, this is the game. Right. This is how the game looks. And it was just it's just, it was just magical. Like I've played this game probably a hundred times. I love this game so much, and I love the story of it. I switching the disc was such a new thing, and I wasn't used to that. I'm like, oh yeah, the whole grand story of it. It's just so much about the game that I completely adored as a high schooler just going back and like this game made me buy a memory card that's <laughs> just like oh, straight yeah. off that like like <laughs> not a cheap memory card like a good <laughs> ps1 memory card because you did not want to like lose a that red or blue one maybe yes because yeah, you did not i don't even think those file. were out yet i think we oh. still had just the gray ones <laughs> yeah it might have just been the gray one okay uh when's the last time you played the original yeah. when it came on PS... No, actually, no. That's wrong. I played it on Switch. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Because I had... So um, not too long ago at all. Did you, um, how much did you play through? I played through just the beginning section of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, because, I think um, that's my that's my thing. Is I played through Midgar several times in my life, uh, but not much past our, that. Because I think... Who, somebody had it like... Because I have the, um, the cartridge version of it that comes with Final Fantasy VIII. Oh. And I'm thinking. Um, I got it from what's the Play Asia. I think was selling it. Oh, okay. And, oh, I, and yeah. I, it has it has Final Fantasy seven VII and eight on one cartridge. Oh, I need to get that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome, um, Nathan. Let's go over to you. So I don't remember when I played it. It probably wasn't at release. I can't remember if it was because it, I didn't have a PlayStation like right at the beginning. Um. When did PlayStation come out? It came out in like 96, 97, right? 96. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was probably in like 98, 97, somewhere around there that I, I played it. 
uh, it was one of the first games that I remember really taking to because it actually had a story. And it was one of the games that was like, hey, video games are more than just, you know, A, B, C, choose this, and then you forget about it. It's it's more along the lines that there can be stories that are told, and actually really good stories. Um, you can have a lot of character investment. You can actually get to know characters. And that's one of the things that has always stuck with me about Seven. And it's one of my, you know, favorite games of all time is definitely Final Fantasy Seven, and it will continue to be. And so I stuck with it. I can't remember how many times I played through it when I was a kid. I, I had to play through it tons of times, like completely all the way through, because I loved getting all the materia quests done. I loved getting like Knights of the Round. I loved beating the weapons, Emerald, Ruby, and was the other one just called Weapon? Or Omega? Emerald and Ruby were the other ones. Omega, like, right? Maybe it was Omega. Omega yeah. Well, there was the Omega Blade, too, and then all the other stuff around there, and the Ultimate Blade, and all those cool weapons. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, so throughout the years, uh, until recently, I hadn't actually played it because, you know, digging up the old PlayStation and trying to figure out a way to hook it up to the TVs that don't have the ports anymore. And then <laughs> uh, it came out on uh, probably my phone. I think it came out on iOS. I grabbed it there, and I played through a little bit. And then it came on Xbox, and then I grabbed it there and played through a little bit again on that. I haven't completed the original in a long time. Uh, so that's why I was excited when they announced that remake was coming. I was like, "Oh, cool! We'll be able to play through it, you know, to new standards and see what my memory stacks up to against how it actually was." Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's my experience with Final Fantasy, and um, I love the franchise. Uh, I, I'm not. So here's the thing: I love the franchise, but I've only played seven. I think I tried eight. I didn't like it. I tried nine. I didn't like it. I bought ten. Uh, I didn't play it. I bought eleven. I didn't play it. <laughs> um, and a then, good supporter you are. <laughs> Wasn't eleven online only too? Was it eleven or twelve? I think eleven was online only. And eleven 12 was online. Was, yeah. was like that last hurrah on PS2. Okay. So that yep. the the last hurrah one. I bought the collector's edition of that one. That's what Vaughn. Yep. And then um, I never played thirteen or any of that, and I didn't play fourteen because that was another online one. I think. 14 was all I uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then 15 I adored. 15 I loved. I completed that. I got great. all the achievements in it. I haven't gone back to do all the DLC yet, but, man, I put like 100 hours in that game when it came out because it was just, I, I loved it. I loved that story. And then, you know, they released the uh, the movies and, like, there's an anime movie, there's a CGI movie, and it's all, they built a lot of lore around this game, which, by the way, 15, I was waiting forever to come out because it came out as Final Fantasy uh, 13. Uh, yeah 13 verses versus Mm -hmm. yeah so that was you know i don't know how many years ago like 20 years ago that they announced that to come out it was so long ago i think that was (laughs) oh man finally came and then you know 15 was great i loved it i mean it was there's a lot of people that can't get with the story that they just call it like a boy band they can't stand him but if you actually go and watch like the anime for for specific specifically the anime that came out with it Man, you get so much detail on those guys and how the characters of, of them are, why they all know him. And then it's just so fleshed out in 15. But this is not about 15. This is about 7. So back to you, Justin. <laughs> um, all right. I'll talk about my history. Um, so, I mean, I was 8 years old when it came out. Uh, I've got... I've got... Nice. Nah, <laughs> sorry, Make me feel so old. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. Really old. I'm the young one of the group, for sure. Um, now... PS1, really hazy for me. Um, all my memories of playing that. Because I was so young. Um, I wasn't a huge gamer. I, I 
I moved around a lot when I was a kid, so I didn't have like a, you know, I, I, I lost a lot of memories and, you know, which house did I play this game in and stuff like that. But Final Fantasy VII is one of those games that I played in several different houses. I know that. And I know I completed it when I was young. Um, I couldn't tell you, you know, how it, I, I honestly, it feels like I might have taken like a year or two to complete that game. Um, probably because I didn't just get a lot of game time. But whenever I did, Final Fantasy VII. So it's just kind of always stuck with me. And then since I've kind of, uh, I went through a long stage of not playing video games. Um, I always had a system, but never really got into it. Um, you know, and then high school comes around, get back into it with 360 and all that. Um, and, uh, I remember I got a, one of my first Android phones. I downloaded a emulator right away. First game I, I, uh, downloaded was Final Fantasy VII and I played through like three quarters of the game on <laughs> an em- emulator. Um, <laughs> and since I've done the same thing, I've bought an, I bought it on this, I haven't bought it on the Switch, I bought it on the PS4. Uh, I think I bought it on something else too. Maybe my, I feel like I've bought it. Maybe on PC, but, um, so I've played it multiple times. Um, I've only beaten it once. Uh, I have not gotten the Knights of the Round, so I've not done all of the extra. What? Did you get the Golden Chocobo? Nope. I, I, I know I was very close to getting the, I think I got the Black Chocobos as far as I got. Um, yeah, so I have not even played all of what the original has to offer so um but um still a lot of great memories of that so um so let's dive into the remake um i've played about 12 hours i've dilly dallied and i think my timer is a little bit skewed because i constantly have to stop and take care of the kid and stuff because of mm-hmm. what's going on at home um and it takes about five minutes or so before, i think three or five minutes before the timer kind of stops um when you've walked away, but, um, I'm through chapter six. Um, my impressions so far, I could not be happier with this game. I mean, I, I really couldn't, um, I did play the demo, so I kind of knew what was coming. Um, so it did kind of make that first hour and a half a little bit tame. Cause it's like, all right, I've already played this. Um, but the more and more I get into it, the more and more I'm loving it. Um, cause there's more systems. There's, they're fleshing out characters like I couldn't believe. Um, that's probably my the biggest thing that I think they've done for the franchise is flesh out those side characters that you meet mm-hmm. for you know an hour of the game. I mean, all of Midgar in the original game is what three four hours M- maybe. Um, you could probably speed run it in an hour and a half two hours, um, and you know so to get a full game of just Midgar and see all this stuff fleshed out i'm absolutely loving it um i was a fan of final fantasy 15's combat system but this takes it way beyond that for me um it perfectly meshes that action combat with the active time battle of the original um and the material system is still there and still works really well with the new action system so i really like that and just overall extremely impressed I did when as I was playing it, I did have to kind of ask myself a few times, like if I didn't have the nostalgia, would I still like this game? And really? my answer to that is definitely yes. So if there's anyone out there who's never played the original but still want, I mean, just get. I mean, this is a standalone game. Don't listen to Kevin or anyone else <laughs> in the, any other haters on the PSVG team. This is a standalone game. 
it, it, it stands up on its own. It's got enough merit on its own. Um, As a general so, rule, don't listen to Kevin. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's a good point. Nate brings up a good point. So, um, yeah, that's my overall, you know, spoiler, not getting into the story or spoilers. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now because I'm on cloud nine. So, oh, um, yeah. yeah, why don't we go to you, Dev? Yeah, Cloud Nine is a great way to to put it. It's funny that you said that Midgar was only like three, four hours in the begin in the original. I feel like I was in Midgar forever in the original. Like I remember thinking that that was the entire game. Um, and when you got that, when you got out and it opened up to the open world, I was just like, oh my god, that was not what I expected. It was just like, what? You mean that there's a whole world for me to explore and not just this city? I thought this was gonna be it. So, like, I, I'm just thinking about that moment. I'm just, like, taking them back. Like, oh, man, I'm loving this game so much. And they have done so much to flesh it out and have put so much detail into, like you said, building up the characters and everything that I just want to live in this world. And I can't even imagine what some of the other areas are going to be like. Like, once we actually get out of Midgar. Like, it's just mind-blowing to think about just the amount of care they put just into this portion of the game the amount of love and care they're going to put into the rest of it um so i'm i'm through i'm in chapter nine right now um and just loving every minute of it like i'm doing every side mission i'm taking my time through the game because just existing in the world is just so amazing just being with the characters and getting that nostalgia trip and like you said like if 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 it wasn't for nostalgia would i still play this game absolutely because since i only played it back in 97 when it released i don't remember everything but there are so many bits and pieces where i'm like oh yeah i remember that oh yeah i remember that but then there's so many parts like i don't remember so it's almost like playing it again for the very first time so a lot of it is just all coming back to me in little bits and pieces and it reminds me of like what the summer felt like when I played the game. Like, I played most of the game, like, throughout the summer um, of 97. So it takes me back to that. I get these little nostalgia moments every now and again while I'm playing, and it's just it's just mind-blowing. Like, I absolutely 100% adore this game and don't want it to end. So yeah, I'm yeah. taking my sweet, sweet time with it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I feel you there. That, uh, you know, not wanting it to end is already kind of starting to settle in, and I'm not even halfway through the game yet. So right. uh, it's definitely, I don't replay a lot of games, but I definitely think it's one of those ones I'm, I'll, we will, I will be replaying. Um, so, uh, Delvin, let me know what you think so far. Spoiler free. It's a beautiful game for one thing. I mean, like, it is incredible looking. And I'm, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro, and I'm like, this this is the game that you show people if you want to show people how far consoles have come. Like, yeah. I'm playing it and I'm amazed. Like, like there's freckles on Cloud's arms and stuff like that. Like, it's so cool and how detailed and it looks like how we imagined the game looked when we were kids. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's that. exactly it. It's so yeah. funny that you yeah. say that. There's been a lot of moments exactly where I'm like, it. this is how it looked in the original, right? Right. It's like, no, not even close. <laughs> yeah, and, um, it's so cool because um, Mike Fowler had was talking on Twitter about it. he was like he was gonna go watch the Final Fantasy VII movie that came out a while back. Oh yeah, Advent, Advent Children. Children. Mm-hmm. Advent, uh, yeah, Advent Children. I was like, the game looks better than the movie did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just so amazing how it looks, how it plays like it looks, which is even more incredible about the game. The game plays. 
like it looks and it's it's fun and it's enjoyable to play the game and mm-hmm. usually when you have games this detail it's not as fun to play it but it has a cinematic feel to it it's really good I'm enjoying the fact that they fleshed out so many characters in cool ways some are a little, a little annoying than others but yeah. I like I like how they did it it, it just feels right yeah I, I think that's that's the biggest sentiment from a lot of people who've played the original is it feels right um, mm-hmm. and the, the crazy amount of detail. Um, I mean, this is one of those games, it's like an Uncharted game or a Naughty Dog game where you, every once in a while you just got to stop and take a look around and see all the detail. I mean, just walking around in the slums and looking up and seeing right? the plates above you Ugh. and seeing the light shine through in the edges and stuff like that, like incredible. How um, does this game not have a photo mode yet? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like yeah I, I it definitely deserves one for sure there's been plenty of moments where i'm i'm trying to grab a screen capture but things are moving a little bit too quick and it's like ah you know a photo mode would be great right now so um nathan what are your your spoiler free impressions so far so i really enjoy this game um you know saying that i haven't played it in a while because you know i just you know, I haven't had the opportunity to, and I bought it and I played through the first little bit. I didn't completely go through Midgar. I think I just did like the first, the bombing mission probably on the original uh, when it came to th- to Xbox One. But, you know, when I played the demo, right before that point, everybody was like, is this going to be good? Everybody was uh-huh. like, are, are you sure this is going to be good? I mean, we've been waiting all this time and it, there's kind of a jumbled development process that happened in between. But as soon as I played that demo, man, I was smiling from ear to ear. I, I listening to the music, watching the visuals, the voice acting. I liked it. I thought it was perfect for for what it was from '97's like representation to today. And I loved every second of the demo when I played it. And so I was super hyped to get it. I was, you know, even more hyped than I already was because you know how can you get even higher? But somehow I got higher in my hype level. And then playing through the game. Like, you get past that opening mission that you've played in the demo, and then it opens up again. And it's just like, you see Marlene and Tifa sitting there, and Mm. it's just like, ah, you know, we're here. It's happening. Seventh Heaven. We're in Sector 7. This is actually happening. Um, You know, just getting those character developments that start out happening, uh, and just, like like Delvin said, the game is gorgeous. I'm playing it on my my pro as well, and, you know, in, in glorious 4K with HDR and all this other stuff, whatever. But it looks fantastic. Probably it looks even good on base PS4, I'm sure, just because it, the cinematics are so great. And I've seen people talk online about the textures. I didn't even notice like some texture issues. Um, it could be because I just was so enthralled it didn't pop out to me. But um, really enjoy the combat system. Enjoy the materia system. Uh, and I think that everything works pretty well. And full disclosure, but I will not go past our discussion point, I have played 40 hours... <laughs> <laughs> and I did complete the game um, as it stands now, but I will be going back and playing more and spending more time in the world uh, just because, oh, my God, I can't talk about it, but it is so good. <laughs> you going to go for the Platinum? I'm thinking about it because the the biggest thing that stands in the way on the Platinum is just being in hard, and when I, when I looked at what hard mode is, it's like not using items and battles and something else, and you can only save at rest points or something, um, which I can do. I don't even use battle or uh, potions and battles anyway. I always just use like the cure material or whatever. So yeah, I might yeah. go for it. 
Yeah, I'll be really curious to test out that hard mode, um, which so that unlocks. I assume that unlocks when you've beaten the game. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, all right, let's let's dive into this game a little more. Um, that was kind of our spoiler-free. Uh, if we have any listeners who haven't played yet or were on the fence, this is probably the time to stop listening, go play the game, come back to this episode, listen to the rest of the way. Um, we will be discussing through chapter seven. Um, which is is a pretty good cutoff. It's a really good cutoff point um, yeah. for the story because um, you're introduced to a new character at that point. So um, starting right now, we're going to talk spoilers. So um, Before we go into the story, I did want to say yeah. that I, I got the first class edition, which comes with the, the cloud and the bike. Uh, yep. I should have brought it up here with me, but I didn't. But that thing is massive for one. It is like <laughs> at least a foot long, the bike is. It was really, it's, it's hard to tell in pictures. It's like, it how is. Um, when I got the box, like when, when the UPS guy dropped it off, my wife, like, that's a game. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a game. <laughs> uh, it's like the special editions got all the stuff with it. And so I took it out and she's like, I want to see what's in there. And so that's like the only time she's ever watched me open up a video game. Um, but the, the, the Harley, what is it called? What do they call the game? I can't remember. It's basically a Harley Davidson, but not a Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bike just is so meticulously painted and detailed and Cloud himself, he's got like different um, hand things and his buster swords in there. So you can have him sitting on the bike or standing next to it, holding his sword or whatever. That is so amazing, guys. It is so cool. Uh, I haven't had a chance to figure out where I'm going to display it yet. Probably would be in my office or downstairs, but oh, it's it's fantastic. It's a yeah. great piece of work. I'm definitely jealous. It's definitely... I, so I got the deluxe version, which at least came with you know, came with the steel book. And, mm, that uh, still looks fantastic, too. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice steel book. I think it's I think it's absolutely hilarious that they ship the game in the blue the standard blue case <laughs> with the just like you would buy off the shelf mm-hmm. and then they ship you a empty uh, steel book uh, case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so funny. you're supposed to open up the package and put it in the steel book. <laughs> I just think I thought it was pretty funny, but um also comes with the soundtrack. Um, and a little art book. So just, uh, I needed something a little bit extra, um, but I'm definitely jealous of that uh, cloud figure. So, the mini um, soundtrack is really good too. Yeah, yeah I need to listen. To that. I'm going to pop that in my car for sure. So um, so speaking of music, uh, I think we should maybe talk about that a little bit because I think what they've done here is really incredible as far as, I mean, the Final Fantasy VII original tr- soundtrack is absolutely iconic. Absolutely, 100%. Um, not just for people who've played Final Fantasy VII. It's, uh, uh, I cannot pronounce his name, Nobu Nobuimitsu. Yeah. Um, very famous um, in Japan and, and uh, has done a ton of Final Fantasy games, among other projects. And I still think Final Fantasy VII is his most famous soundtrack by far. Um, and it, it, I mean, I... It was one of the first things I played my daughter when I, you know, I had her, you know, it's putting her to sleep and stuff like that is, you know, listen to some classical music from, from him. So, um, but they've taken a lot of those soundtracks and remixed them, um, in mm-hmm. very interesting ways. And something that I thought was very cool is the way they, the music transitions in this game are absolutely amazing. Um, jumping into, jumping into battle and out of battle, you know, it's like, we're so used to that hard cut in the original of like, all right, you're going into battle mode. We're starting battle music. All right, we're ending the battle mode. We're doing the victory music. All right, we're going back to the overworld. You know, um, this game completely just blends that. So you don't even like, 
you don't really hear it it's just all yeah. of a sudden you're like oh I, the the overworld theme is playing right now but you know it's it's a newer up res version of it and it's you know a little bit remixed so um yeah i guess uh what are your guys thoughts on you know especially hearing that that music for the first time as soon as you boot it up i let the game just sit on the uh, title screen for quite some yeah. time just listening to yep. the music because it just it's so iconic and it just takes me back to to when i was first playing the game so i absolutely just sat there for probably a good four or five minutes just listening to the music just taking in the fact that we're actually getting to play this game i've been waiting for this since the ps3 tech demo i kid you <laughs> not when i saw the ps3 tech demo i was like they gotta do this right they're gonna remake this and i've been waiting since then for it i remember being at the first psx when they announced the um the the original version like the pc version coming to ps4 i thought they were announcing the remake and i stood yeah. up in the crowd like oh my god no it's just the <laughs> pc version i was like oh man yeah but i the music oh it's so glorious i love it so much i've definitely been trying to find all the music in the game um to yep. be able to play it on jukeboxes and stuff uh i have the soundtrack on spotify because they release it there as well because i gotta have it. oh yeah i gotta find that yeah i, I, I love the music. music or is it only spotify i have no idea i have android we don't know what apple music is that can go somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but the music is it's just part of the experience and like you said it just blends in so well like when you're walking around and you hear Aerith's theme when you get to her, when you hear Tifa's theme when you go into Seventh Heaven, like the way they just have blend the music in from when you're transitioning from place to place, it's just perfection. Like the music is, it's just part of the experience. You cannot have Final Fantasy VII without the music and they have done a, a tremendous job of bringing the music forward in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any, anyone, anyone tear up a little bit? It's okay to admit it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so. One of the things about the original game that struck me was always the music, and how like even back then, like your your mind remembers it a little differently, right? Like it was always not MIDI files to your in your mind. It yeah, was always yeah. like full orchestra when it's translated. But when when they released they released like a compilation of live a uh, live uh, recording uh, of the arrangements. I can't remember. I wasn't even driving. I was probably like 15, 16, somewhere around there. And I got that, and it was fantastic listening to the the compilation of the Final Fantasy VII music along with the other Final Fantasies. I can't remember the name of the album, sorry, but it is so good. And listening to this music now with it, it, its tweaks and its little changes here and there, that prelude, the opening cinematic where it has like the ominous, you know, Sephiroth mm-hmm. hints in there, and it has, you know, the the little bits of hints of Aerith's theme and Tiff's theme and everything all kind of coming together just really worked for me and I loved it a lot it was a fantastic way to enter the game for any newcomer anyway because all if I was a newcomer to the series and I heard that music like right off the bat like oh man I'm in for something good right it was just so good to listen to the music again and it just it feels so so faithful yeah absolutely um uh, Delvin any any thoughts on the music it's beautiful it's iconic that's the best way to describe it I and it feels at home hearing it this way. It's so great to see it. Like, it feels cool to just get back in that world and feel that familiar essence of it with that music that is playing in the background of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I think they've, you know, sound is a key part of memory or whatever. And so it's like, as soon as you hear that, you don't even have to see the game just to hear it. And you can, you know, you can tell it's a little bit updated 
and it's like, all right, you know, I'm back, you know, I'm back to yeah. 97, you know, so um, really great feeling. Um, also, uh, some they've, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of new music in here as well, um, including some crazy like rock songs in here. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, very cool, like or, like orchestrated rock basically. Um, and usually I would be down on that a little bit, or you know, like you know how you can compete with the actual like you know rock and roll or whatever but you no know, this stuff like you can jam out to this stuff for sure i i i'm i'm enjoying it a lot there's been a couple moments where i'm like yeah like i'm about to like you know start headbanging right now so here's something interesting i didn't realize this so i was looking it up because i was looking for that spotify list but yeah um the remake soundtrack they released it on the square store for 77 dollars and 77 cents by the way yeah i saw um, that and oh. it's seven discs Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, I'm not surprised. Wow. Um, you know, when you talk about those transitions and stuff like that, of how much music you're we're probably actually hearing, it's all melding together for us. But you know, like I said, I think they've got rock versions, a lot of the stuff, and they, you know, they're probably redoing the original faithfully, and then also doing their remixes, and you know, who knows, a little bit of everything. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. Um, yeah, the rock stuff's pretty cool, and. Um, yeah, and then you know, speaking of transitions and stuff like that, before we get into the story stuff, um, combat completely different um, from yeah. the original. Um, it's quite a bit different from the latest entry, fifteen. Um, but I think I think we have to talk about Final Fantasy fifteen a little bit. Um, and Nathan, you could probably talk a lot about it because you played the most um, <laughs> of both games at this point. Um, but they're definitely taking what they learned from that game. And trying to basically inject it with the original's active time battle, um, but oh, sorry. <laughs> there we go, sorry, jamming out, rocking out, and I like it. Um, Work stuff. <laughs> I'm on call this weekend. So. Was that Transformers? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> you need, call. If it's work stuff, you need to do like. You need to do Sephiroth saving from now on for work stuff. <laughs> your, your nerd credit just like went up high, even higher after you that's your ego right now. I like it. Uh, so as far as the battle system goes, uh, Kingdom Hearts three also used a similar battle system when they okay, yep. when they did their release recently from Square. Um, so Final Fantasy thirteen's battle system was a little different because it was it wasn't geared as much towards using magic as far as i can remember because with seven you have equal basically equal uh physical versus magic type abilities right that you want to use um but they they made it really simple like the first thing that i thought of when when i played the demo was like is this final fantasy 7 cross dynasty warriors here all of a sudden because you can hit like multiple <laughs> people with your with your sword at the same time um and they have like the heavy attacks that you can do and they have the light attacks they really you know, tweaked it to be, you know, friendly to what people of today would expect. Mm-hmm. You know, people that aren't wanting to play a, a turn-based strategy game or whatever. So, um, it, I think it, it was really, you know, they they took the base work that they had with thirteen and Kingdom Hearts, and they made it even better, more of an amalgamation of the the original and this one with the incorporation of the the quick press the X button or hit one of the two triggers to go to one of your other teammates and tell them to do an ability real quick or a spell. Um, made it really simple to do. They even made it simpler. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can do hotkeys during during the combat too. Yeah. You can hold L mm-hmm. L one, I think, and then one yeah, face L1. buttons. Yep. So they've really changed this up. So like if you're if you're used to playing uh, Dark Souls or something, right, and you have these other combinations on the, you can 
actually do things like that because there's some battles where you're going to want to be rolling all around the, the field to try to beat these guys, uh, which is a typical thing that you'd see in those games. But uh, really good combat system. I, I, was, I was surprised that it worked as well as it did. Um, and I've only played it on the uh, like the normal version so far. Yep. There's a classic version, which I'm not sure what that means yet because I haven't played it. Um, but I don't know if that changes it out at all. But the normal version is it's fantastic. Yeah, I I, I think that I, I I completely agree with you. Um, and like I said, yeah, the the melding those two things together, you know, a traditional combat game and act, you know, the menu based system worked for and it's so polished so incredibly polished is what i think i was most surprised by because when i first saw the combat years ago when um who was that other developer that was working on it um i can't think of it there was they had outsourced the, cyber connect yeah cyber connect that's right yeah so they had showed off some of the combat a long time ago um and i was kind of i was like ah you know they're they're making us an action game and i thought for sure it was gonna be like a bayonetta style action game or something like that um, I have a feeling that when Square bought it, brought it back in in house, they probably took that action, combined it with what they know about active time battle and menu based systems and magic. Um, and I love how they make magic feel powerful in this game because you have to earn it, right? You have, to, mm-hmm. you have to take some hits, or you have to hit, you know, you have to hit somebody. You have to do something um, to earn that magic or your item or something like that. Been a few times where I'm frustrated because I'm like, damn, it, I just need to use. A potion or an ether. I need. I need to use an item. Why can't I at least do that? But no, you gotta wait. You gotta. You gotta be good at the combat. So it's definitely something you can master. Um, there is which is some, something you're not used to in a Final Fantasy game. But. There is some material that will start you out with a like a partly full meter, so it doesn't take mm-hmm. you long to be able to use it in the battle. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. So yeah. Uh. Delvin, what do you what do you think? Uh. I know you 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 play a lot of. You play a lot of JRPGs. You play a lot of Japanese games in general. Yes, but, that is correct. Um, but uh, what? How do you feel in the combat right now? I love it. It's frantic. It's fun, but it's also strategic. It's beautiful, which is great. The fact that it looks good when you're fighting, and it's it's just so well done. It's I played Kingdom Hearts three, and Kingdom Hearts three, while it has a similar system, doesn't feel like this. It feels a little bit more looser. And this kind of just feels so tight and precise. Like, when you're taking those fights with Cloud, it feels right. And it's just so well done. Everything about this game is so well done and so polished. It's almost amazing that this game is, is so polished the way it is in terms of how the fighting just seems right and how using the material feels familiar, but it's different. And yeah. it's just so well done and connected with everything. Like, I'm impressed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad you brought up the material thing because that's. I was uh, just today. I was spent. I probably spent like five minutes straight playing around with materia <laughs> and leveling up my weapons, stuff like that. And I had this very familiar feeling of doing the same exact thing in the original of just playing around with materia and where can I put it and what are the different combinations? Do I want to link it up with this? You know, different materia and and also just that. You get that satisfaction of hunting, like new oh, material. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you you know. I remember you know seeing some green material, or at some point there's a side mission to pick up some summon material, and I was super pumped. I was like, right, I gotta go get that, you know, because um, like I want to gather all the material in this game um, to play around with the different combinations and stuff like that. Um, 
but yeah i uh, did want to say before i move off the com the combat yeah um so most of my playthrough i was playing as cloud i didn't even bother switching over to barrett or or any of your other people but move away from cloud like if you're having any issues against a battle barrett's amazing tifa's amazing Aerith is actually really good um and just move away from them because they have different, you know, their their meters will fill up quicker when you're controlling them, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And their abilities can be, like, game changers. Like, Barrett has one that's just, he just levels the, the playing field. Like, if it's if they're lower enemies, he could level, like, an entire group of people really easily. Um, but the 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 switching between of them, they feel different. So none yeah. of them yeah. feel the same. And so that for them to be able to capture that, and then for most people to probably be like me and not even move off of Cloud, like, for the first few hours until I realized, oh, yeah. Like, the only reason I moved off of him was probably because Cloud was, you know, passed out. And I was like, oh, wow, Barrett's actually awesome. You know, and be able to use him <laughs> a little more, uh, uh, you know, in, ingrained there. But And then Tifa, by the way, if you're trying to get someone's stagger gauge filled up, she, oh, yeah. oh, she is mm-hmm. fantastic for that. Anyway, sorry, game is fantastic. <laughs> I should go just no, go I, to I'm you. glad you brought it up. We didn't even really talk about the whole switching characters thing. You know, it's I'm used to other games where you have two dummies with you, you know, who you're, mm-hmm. you're issuing them commands here and there, and you're trying to make them do what you want. But this game, um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, was it GTA V? Um, you know, yeah. just seamlessly switching between characters and being kind of amazed by that. Granted, this is really locally and it's not a battle, but um but yeah the the feeling they all have a very different feeling um i i don't i don't love playing as barrett um it's kind of fun to shoot as you know shoot shoot for a while um tifa's a lot of fun i I do like playing with her a lot um and it also helps with you know you got a 40 50 hour game you know however many hours we're all gonna put into this thing it helps make it fun um being able to switch around and not be stuck with cloud the entire time um, yeah. I mean, how many games can you say, you know, offer that many different types of combat? Because um, Tifa plays almost like a brawler. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta tap it a little more. and you, Her her uh, ATB fills really fast. I mm-hmm. think also because of that, um, cause she's constantly hitting and just they all feel a little bit different. And, I really and like then that. if you tap the X button versus holding down the X button, it's a different attack and all. Yeah, anyway, exactly. Very cool. Very, very varied. Very it's a little good. bit. The only thing is it's a little bit hard to remember. You know, I I think, you know, this good opportunity to talk about, yes, this is only Midgar and we're only getting so many characters in this first of the remakes. Um, probably not a bad thing because uh, it's a lot to remember with the characters that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I can only imagine when they do do the second remake game or this, you know, part two, adding a character or two and it's like then you got five or six characters to memorize and you know, who knows if they'll end up bringing all the characters back or not, but if you have to memorize nine completely different play styles, stuff like that, it's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, I've, you know, I've got no problem with, you know, what we were given so far. And yeah. I did want to mention too, one more thing, because it kind of ties into the combat area and the, the weapon selection. A, a great attention to detail that they had is that you, the weapon that you select shows up in the cutscenes. Yeah. So like and, you know if you change and the, the material around, color is there too yeah material colors um so like Barrett's uh you know his arm can will change her gloves will change on Tifa the sword will change on every it's the detail in this game is fantastic you guys it's so fan yeah, like it's, it's, there's oof. love in this game you can feel it 
the detail and just the combat on how different the characters feel. Like if you think about playing the original, like you, you didn't get the feel of what the characters were. But with this one, like you can definitely feel the differences in using Tifa versus using Barrett and then being able to figure out how all of their moves work and how you can synergize them all to really, you know, just take over when it comes to battles or whatnot. Being able to, you know, equip certain people with certain things to, to make your fights just feel super smooth like that's probably the biggest revelation for me when it comes to playing this game like it is a remake mm -hmm. because no longer do you just designate like one person as like your healer or one person as this or one person as that because everybody's moves and the way they attack and what their their abilities do are so drastically different it can change the flow of the fight it's just amazing it's so much fun to jump around between the characters like if you get somebody who isn't exactly you know gonna be taking melee shots then why are you playing with cloud go jump over to barrett and start using some range attack or if you have multiple enemies that are shooting from afar like you can't reach them with cloud so jump over to barrett and start start shooting down or use somebody else and use magic like there's just so many different combinations that you can get with the characters and it's just it feels so good to play yeah absolutely i think that's the number one point it feels good to play um so incredible achievement there it honestly would have been enough for me if they would have just done a pretty dull remake honestly if they would have just if they would have given me these story beats and made it look beautiful and pretty but they've created a new battle system that honestly i hope they take what they've learned with this and apply it to new final fantasy games as well as because i'm really hoping that I'm hoping that we don't just get Final Fantasy VII remake games for the next 10, 15 years. I hope that they... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't get me wrong, I'd love that, but um, I like that they come out with a new Final Fantasy game every three four years. Um, it's a new story to dive into, and maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but I mean, it's pretty unique, it's kind of cool. And I want them to bring this battle system in some way. Um, you know, I can understand maybe getting away from Materia, because that's you know key to Final Fantasy VII story, but... They could definitely take this battle system and move it to a number of other Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely hope they do that. So um, let's get into the story. Um, I kind of want to just run through what we've played so far, what we think of dialogue, uh, story beats, what's different from the original. Because um, there's both a lot the same and a lot that's different. Um, and there's a lot of callbacks to, you know, they might not take the story beat from uh, you know beat to beat but they do callbacks to certain moments something like that so start with the beginning blowing up the reactor with barrett um and, and jesse and wedge and biggs um you know they did a few of the iconic shots right uh looking up at the reactor and mm -hmm. stuff like that that just you know definitely hits you in the feels a little bit so um but other than that you know, getting to see that reactor fully fleshed out, just like we've already talked about with the whole city and stuff, was very cool. But for the most part, pretty beat to beat with the original. Um, you fight your way through the reactor, make your way to the Scorpion guy, um, and then you've got your first big boss fight, which was very epic. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what were your guys' thoughts on that first kind of opening mission, which was also part of the um, demo? Um, mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, this is basically my second time playing through that part of it, but. Yeah, man, I thought it was great. Just like the, the train sequence, like 
just the intro. Like I said, I've been waiting for it since that <laughs> tech demo. So being able to see that realized and like you said, all this, just the beats that they hit, like they hit everything kind of just like right on the nose, taking you through getting through the, to the reactor and blowing it up and just the dialogue, everything felt genuine. Like it felt, it felt like it fit, you know, instead of it feeling off or just kind of weird. I know a lot of people were turned off by Barrett's voice, but quite honestly, that's exactly what I think of when I think about the original game. So it fits, it fits perfectly well for me. Like it makes sense. And then once they develop him a, him a little bit more and you get to see him a little more fleshed out, he doesn't feel anywhere near as annoying with the way he talks. Like it just, it fits. But I think you have to just get through that. And you, once you start to get these characters developed, you're like, okay, I get this. And you start to kind of bond with the individual characters. And, and this first mission just kind of sets the stage for that. And I, I absolutely love yeah. it. And Jesse's being super flirty right off oh, the yeah. bat, which I kind of <laughs> remember from the original, but she takes it way above beyond in this boy, game. Boy, oh boy, do the women in this game love clout. Oh, yeah. That's all I had yeah. to say about that. Yeah, there's he's got something going on for sure, um, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, timer on the bomb. Did you guys two choose 20 or 30 minutes? 20. 20. 20. Yeah, <laughs> we all did. I was wondering, I was kind of curious because uh, Barrett makes some smart ass comment, you know, mm-hmm. says you're cocky or something like that. I was kind of curious what you do. If, he probably ridicules you for being slow if you hit 30 minutes. But I was kind of, but I think we all knew we we're like, all right, now we're going to bust this out. We got to do 20 minutes. So, um, which doesn't even start when the, while you're fighting the scorpion, which is different from the original. Because I remember in the original, you hit the timer and then you've got to fight the scorpion guy and you're like, God, I gotta beat this dude and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, this one's a little bit different. Timer doesn't start until you um, end, and so you have like plenty of time. It's ridiculous how much mm-hmm. how much time you have. Um, but key difference in this versus the original, um, you're starting we're already in this first chapter. You're starting to get weird hints of what Shinra is actually up to, because um, they do cut to I don't know how you Heidegger is that how you say his name he- sure. Heidegger. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. I don't think yeah. Um, I don't think they actually say his name to him. He, he says it at some point. Does he? Um, but uh, so that's different. You know, it's like, I mean, you get more of that throughout the rest of the story. Um, but I did notice that right away. So, um, you know, because it, 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 they make it very obvious that Shinra is blowing up the reactor uh, more than you would have, um, which mm-hmm. kind of leads us to chapter two. Um, which is a a lot a little bit bigger of a deviation. Well, you do walk through the city that after it's been a little bit distraught, but you get way more of feeling what the effect of blowing up a reactor is in this city. Um, and they actually put you know a lot of emotion into this game, mm-hmm. walking through that town. It's a um, lot of recorded dialogue. Yeah, a lot. Oh yeah, dialogue. that was the first time I noticed. I was like, damn. Every single person in this game has something to say, and it's just the left side of your screen is just nothing but work. You know, I, at first I tried. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm used to in a video game. If I want to hear some side dialogue, I'll stop and listen." I quickly realized I was like, "There's too much in this game. I just I just gotta keep going. I can't listen to every every person with their complaints and stuff like that." Um, but yeah, that was very impactful. Um, I. Uh, it's just a very, very cool scene walking through that. Um, I love that part. Me too. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. 
the fact that you went and did this mission that we all loved as kids when we were younger playing this mission. And then immediately after, you're like, yeah, we just did this cool mission and stuff. You get to see the aftermath of it, like, oh no. Yeah. This isn't how it was when we were kids. Like, we not, did something that may have been really bad. Yeah, not once when I was a kid did I, or even honestly recently, did I think about the fact that Avalanche is a terrorist group. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, it makes it. I think they might even say that in the original because they, they are, but you don't realize, no, they really are. This is like, if, if you were a citizen in Midgar, you'd be pissed off. You'd hate Avalanche, no doubt. Yes. Um, yep. And uh, so really crazy to see that. Um, and then by far the biggest deviation um, from the original story um, that's in this game and continues through the rest of the story, I presume. Um, I know Nate knows a lot more about what's going on in the story. But uh, we see Sebroth for the first time um, and have really cool scenes with him mm-hmm. where he's basically just taunting Cloud. And it's really unclear uh, because I have not, I've only played, you know, through chapter six. I have not finished the game. Um, and again, Nate's going to have to just keep, <laughs> he's, he's, trying, he's trying to hide his face right now. I, um, I will say this. Somebody spoiled what happens to me about that. Oh come and, on! I that's why I'm, that's why I got, awesome. I got I've been st- I've been staying off Discord a lot lately because I'm I'm especially we have a spoiler channel in our Discord. Um, it's not really a spoiler channel, but yeah. you have a high potential of seeing spoilers if you're going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, check it out. I, I've been staying away because I don't want definitely stay away. To, don't I, you don't <laughs> want that spoil for you? The reason why Sephiroth is there so early is amazing. So you've already yeah, said too, a, you've already said too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to find that out. Yeah, it, it, there's tons of intrigue right away. I'm like, I'm like, what? You know, and it's it's weird. Again, it's like, uh, would I feel the same way if I hadn't played the original? Because in the original, I know he's not supposed to show up for much later. Um, but no matter what, it's very intriguing. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be it very much be a suspenseful thriller of a movie or something like that. Um, why is this dude taunting him? Is he real? Why is he so magical? Why? You know what? What's what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we see the ghosts. Um, that's what I'm gonna call them right now. Um, I'm sure there's something very significant about them. Um, and uh, I just they're very mysterious. And I cannot to wait to learn more. Name? Rapes, right? No. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to tell you their proper name? Yeah. Because it doesn't really impact the story at all. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They're called whispers. Whispers. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna call them ghosts because they look like ghosts. <laughs> because there are ghosts, you know. At some point, you know, Final Fantasy lore. Yeah, yes, this is true. True. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Um, good. Good point there. Um, but huge difference in the story for sure. Um, and even seeing uh, and then you same scene. This whole sequence is chapter two sequence running into Aerith for the first time. Mm-hmm. Very iconic moment. Very yep. iconic for me and anyone who's ever played Final Fantasy VII. How did you guys feel? Just hearing her voice, you know, it's 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 weird. It's like we've never heard her voice. Right, that's the funny thing. Granted, when you think about the voices, yeah. it's like whoa. Yeah. Okay. Right off the bat, it's she says, "My name is Aerith. It's it's Aerith." <laughs> she says it twice. <laughs> right uh-huh. That's that pretty funny. <laughs> that's right. If you're if you're an heiress. Uh, uh, no, you know, if no, Eris was no her girl, Aris. get out of here. You know, she's no. dead. It's all about there's no well, Eris, man. It's Eris. Yeah, Eris. Yeah, what? So Eris was how it was originally 
pronounced or, or, or spelled out in the Japanese version? Because I remember it as Aerith. Me too. I remember it as Aerith as well. I think it was the Japanese version, the way that they pronounced it. And I think there was a, a little bit of a localization discrepancy. And then it was Aerith over here. So, so let's 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 talk about that. Because, like, I always pronounce it as Mako, not Mako. Yeah. I heard what they say. It. Like, there's, 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 too. there's so many little little differences like that where the way things are pronounced in Japanese don't didn't quite make it over here. So, like, I think Kate Sith is pronounced something totally different. He's always um, Kate Sith. <laughs> you're right, but the way it's pronounced in, in, in Japan is different. Uh, Mako, the way they pronounce it in the game, like, everything is, like, so funny when you think about the way we pronounce stuff or the way you see stuff and read it is not exactly how it was ever supposed to be done. So when you start to hear characters talk, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's different. <laughs> Wasn't oh, expecting yeah. that. <laughs> as soon as I booted up that demo and heard Barrett say Mako, I was like, no way. Come yeah, on, exactly, get out right? of here. <laughs> it's always been Mako for me. So mm-hmm. in, when I think about it, I think of it as Mako. So um, they they might have made their decision, but I'm sticking with Mako. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of when, when Mako obviously was Final Fantasy Seven, but then Mass Effect, they brought out the Mako with the little Land Rover thing. I was like, oh, yeah. That yep. was always nice. That controlled it. terribly. I loved it, man. Climbing over the moon and then seeing the, the earth. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great, great homage to Mako, because that's what we're going to call it. Um, so, yeah, Chapter 1, Chapter 2, great. Um, great. A lot of... Uh, looks into what's you know what's gonna happen in the future and stuff like that so with meeting yeah. Aerith and seeing Sebroth, very cool um planting and, seeds early yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. that's just what it was so um i think Sebroth has always been the most badass character in video games uh, i mean hands down mm-hmm. he's like a long sword, very, man. very very iconic across all video games um and one winged angel just absolutely uh, I mean, it might be one of it, besides like the Mario music. It might be one of the most famous pieces of video game music ever. Hold up, you can't really compare One Winged Angel to the Mario. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about uh, you know not popularity as much as just like know how many people know that that mm-hmm. song. Um, more people might know. Do do. Do, 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 do. I would argue. I more guarantee people do. more people know. Yeah, oh, yeah I guarantee. But it's just know. like mainstream. But the one wing uh, angle is not. <laughs> we're talking about orchestrated real video game music. One wing angel huge. Um so just to see Sebroth and like his design is super cool. He, he the voice actor was playing him very cool. Mm-hmm. Um they did his character perfectly. Um I would argue Cloud's a little bit too standoffish and whiny in the beginning. Um but I think his character quickly gets fleshed out a little more. Um, yeah, but that's cloud though that's classic cloud it is cloud yeah very true totally um, totally irritated the hell out of me i was like cloud you, you just get your life together i want to choke <laughs> the mess out of him like yeah. barrett irritated the heck out of me with Bar- every yeah. five, this one scene in the game where i'm like come on like, really the- <laughs> it's the scene where they're all the people are sitting around talking together and they're talking about how oh this bomb really destroyed this city and all these people are really hurting from this and Barry's like, yeah, whatever, it's no big deal. Like, people are like, literally oh, yeah. dying in front of you. Heartless. Mm-hmm. He just, he literally just busted it off in like this most obnoxious way. I'm like, holy crap. Well, he's a terrorist, so what do you expect? He, he like, is a it, 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 it adds so much gravity to the situation when you really think about what he's trying to accomplish and how he 
is a terrorist and that's oh, his yeah. mindset and it's just it's so funny because it brings a certain just clarity to the situation that we definitely did not have in the original final fantasy 7 like you just didn't yeah. think about it in those terms but this dude is just a straight terrorist man he's crazy oh yeah he's absolutely yeah. insane and also the gun on his arm way bigger than i ever imagined it would be <laughs> in the original i was thinking of like basically his sleeve goes all the way up to his fingers and then it's just a couple gun, you know, the barrel of the gun is sticking out. This is like his entire arm. Like, if if you saw that guy from a mile away, you'd be freaking out. You'd be running the other direction. And majority of people in this city, yeah, yeah, just a dude with a gun on his arm, no big deal. Yeah, I'm I like that they kind of explained that away. Like I think when Cloud gets on the train, it's like, oh, he's a merc. That's what they wear. So they, oh, people kind of just look at him like, oh, yeah. okay, that's. This world is just full of mercenaries, so true. It's yeah. a commonplace. You saw a dude yeah. walking around with a Buster Sword; you'd freak out too. So I guess that's a good point. You know, anyone with that dramatic of a gun or, or weapon is just a merc, but still kind of funny to see for the first time, like fully realized. Um, and and like I, you know, like we brought up earlier, like seeing the different guns on his arm, very cool. Like you know, switching it up to a machine gun and his Gatling gun, very cool. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on um, to more of the story. Um, so you, Seventh Heaven, the slums. Uh, it was section section seven slums. Oh yeah, For, like that was such a small area in the original, and to see it be such a bigger character, and mostly the thing that surprised me the most was see all of the people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know like. And of course, it was you know twenty. It was so long ago, and they just didn't have. They wouldn't have been able to put more characters on screen, but like, the slums had like six people in it before, <laughs> and now it's a whole city. You know, it's it's they've fleshed yeah. out that story because of course I'm sure when they thought of the story, it was an actual town, um, mm-hmm. and it is here. Um, I love. I, I liked all the side missions. Very traditional JRPG slide missions: killing rats, finding cats. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think I just found my new tagline actually, um, <laughs> killing rats, finding cats. Um, I loved everything, every bit of it, just exploring the slums. Very cool. Um, and yeah, seventh heaven. Uh, yeah, man, they just, they made the world a character. Like that's yeah. what's so incredible about what they've done by fleshing it out and adding all the people they make you be in this world that you want to be in like you want to know what's going on who are these people what's going on here you're helping out everybody so they've managed to turn which was like you know, like you said like six people into this fully fleshed out realized world and that's only just the sector seven slums like you yep. also have other sectors with people so it just turns it, it it just you know makes it just so much bigger than what we remember and it just it just draws you in so much more. It creates just so much more immersion because now, like as you're a terrorist and you're blowing up plates, it makes you think about the fallout and like what's going on. And it really makes you think about the fact that these are the have-nots living down here. You know, this these aren't the uppers as they call them. You know, it, yep. it's just it's so surreal and it just makes the world feel that much fleshed out and that much more real. And it just it just like I said, it just creates just a, 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 this sense of immersion that I think is really incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to go along with that, like this is skipping ahead a little bit, but further on in the story, you have an option to 
kill the lights um there uh and you're affecting all of the people in those slums um and i think doing those side missions and meeting all those people in the slums made a made that decision all the more huge you know and i thought that was very cool um how they're fleshing out that all the people that live in the city mm-hmm. absolutely um but yeah so seventh heaven getting to see it in person getting to see the super obvious hiding spot underneath the um the uh, pinball machine very cool you don't get to go down there or at least i have not gone down there yet as far as chapter seven um a little interesting because you definitely go down there in the original um do you guys play darts i did oh yeah absolutely yeah. did, uh, did you guys all get uh, get first place mm-hmm. yep how many darts <laughs> Uh, uh, seven for me. Seven for me. Yeah. One underneath. Uh, I think Biggs had was had eight, and I just mm-hmm. barely beat him. I have five. Oh damn, son. Well, I wanted it to be seven. You know. Oh, there you go. Seven. Yeah. It was on purpose. Um, very cool though. Um, I love that whole bar scene and uh, Tifa making drinks. Hilarious. <laughs> putting one put, putting pouring some whiskey just shaking it up <laughs> and then she shakes something else up and pours something out he likes even more just hilarious um i yeah i i, I like the whole scene though um and lot, you know callbacks to nibbleheim already mm-hmm. stuff like that very cool um i like that they make you spend an extended amount of time with her yeah absolutely and you um, get to know her and you kind of know her world and Add on to the fact that, like, this lady who loves Tifa, I can't remember her name, who loves Tifa to death, like, you can't hurt her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And stuff yeah, like yeah. that. The landlady. Yep. Absolutely. And it's just, just, it's funny to hear the interactions in the world where people, like, blatantly flirt with her while you're walking through the town and stuff like that. And, oh, hey, Tifa. But all the dudes, all the dudes want Tifa, which, mm-hmm. I mean, let's be realistic. Tifa's bae, you know, she, you know, yeah. Um, there were some dudes talking about Jesse in there, too, though. Hey, yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Jesse. She knows what she wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Jesse. Uh. Very, very minor character in the original. Fully fleshed out here. Um. In a very, very cool way. We've got an entire mission, seeing an entire new part of the city, um, that we've never seen before. Going up to the residential area for Shinra employees, meeting her family, all that, giving her a backstory, which we've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um. I love that entire mission, basically. Um, and, you know, sneaking into her house, you know, like, they're, that's a really well, unusually well written, I'll say, for a JRPG, if I'm being honest. Like, just that kind of backstory is a very unusual. Like, you know, a sick father in the back, and, and she's a terrorist trying to take down basically what her dad stood for but the same thing that killed him or or, or, Mm -hmm. you know put him in uh, put him in a coma so yeah um very very cool um and and we talked about how barrett's absolutely a full-blown terrorist it makes you (laughs) gives you a little bit of a reason why anyone would work with him um Mm -hmm. you know if your father was put in a coma by his work and you know this shady company um you'd probably want to do something about it too so um I really loved that um, entire mission. You get on a bike. I gotta say this. What? Go ahead. The women in this game are very well fleshed out. Yes. And very likable. Mm-hmm. That's more so than the guys. I will say that. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. They definitely do more with the women and like really 
kind of hone in on them a lot more than they do the guys. And I, I appreciate it. I think they, they've done a really good job of giving you, like, what her motivation for being part of this is. And I think that was very well done. And I was shocked, but I, I loved the It was great. Yeah, and I, honestly, I mean, Tifa is maybe dressed a little bit sexually. But other than that, like, Jesse's very... Um, you know, it's not too scan. She's not scantily clad or anything like that. You know, it's not yeah. the normal. Sometimes it can be hard playing a JRPG, especially with the wife around. Um, cause there's, they tend to talk about women or treat women a certain way. And this game completely avoids that in my opinion, or at least tries to avoid yes. that. Um, and yeah, by giving them backstories and, um, you know, we also get a lot of stuff on Tifa and Jesse. It's really great. Um, there's always somebody protecting all of the women. Like, do not hurt them. Treat them yep. right, which is actually really cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, brand new character, new enemy, uh, Roche on the bike. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, come on, man. No, it was awful. He's the worst. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> He's the worst. Such a, the fight was cool. The I'm fight like, was very who cool. Who is this dude? What? Such who? an obnoxious douche. Okay. <laughs> That's when we get into what I'm used to in uh, JRPGs of today's yes. world, you know. That, that he's like, was he's like straight out of Devil May Cry or something. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Um, it, it seemed I, you know, flipping his bike around, doing crazy spins. I was like, it, it kind of bothered me a little bit because it's like Final Fantasy VII, pretty grounded world, really. Um, mm-hmm. Very grounded story and all that. We just got done talking about how grounded all the women are, and then you got this buffoon doing flips in the air and circles and basically saying "hit me" um, like a psychopath. Like it, it's a little, little bit much, but the fight was very cool. Um, it was even cool to have that one-on-one fight with him at the um, uh, barracks or whatever, or the warehouse. Uh, very cool. Um, and then finding out about. Uh, the avalanche is more than just Barrett. Um, mm-hmm. The avalanche is a whole entire group. And was that apparent in the original? Or was that new? That feels new. Uh, I don't remember. That's that kind of new. It feels yeah. new. It to wasn't. Me. I thought it was ab- just Barrett's crew. Yeah. Yeah. That's. It wasn't I, nowhere near apparent. That's what I thought. So yeah. completely new storyline, basically. Um, and this brings up another good point of the original. Because I don't remember. So Wu Tai is a city in the original. It's where Yuffie's from. Um, it's where they have their very own. Um, it's where they have their own. Um, we just talked about it earlier. Um, faces carved out in the mountain. Oh, Mount Rushmore. They, they they have their own Mount Rushmore of people. Um, uh, of uh, people Wu Tai uh, was so. It's very obvious that Wu Tai has been having a, a fight. Has been fighting with Midgar for a while now. There's been an ongoing war, or it's currently paused, I believe. Um, but there was a war. Um, that re- recently ended. It sounds like was that apparent in the original? Was that a thing? Was that a story beat that it it was a thing, but it wasn't as apparent as it is in this. And, and Wu Tai yeah. is a very end game city. It's very uh, completely optional as far as I remember. Um, you go there if you have Yuffie, of course. And mm-hmm. but I can't remember if you would go there for any other reason. I don't recall. Uh, I know there's a huge I don't think story you can there go there. in the original. It's all based around Yuffie. I don't remember yeah. anything else taking you there. I know the mm-hmm. Turks are there and there's some other stuff, but I think that was still all optional. Um, obviously, they were mentioned a lot. I mean, right after that first bombing, I remember walking through the city and someone said, could this be Wutai? And I was like, they're mentioning the city already. So um, I was kind of surprised by that, um, just hearing about that and 
hearing the avalanche, you the other branch of avalanche might have made a deal with Utai makes it very cool. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I definitely want to see it's again that world building that's excellent. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to bring up the Wutai thing. Um, that kind of brings us to the second reactor mission. Um, we do have another battle with uh, the um, the whispers, um, mm-hmm. and um, very strange. It's all just it's foreshadowing of, of something. You know, we don't know what yet though. So, um, second reactor mission though is very similar to the uh, to the original again. You're on a you're on a um, train. Um, jump off the train, run around the tracks, run the wrong, run the wrong direction on the tracks. Did any of you guys try that? Of course, <laughs> I tried yeah. everywhere I go. Let me see yeah. how far back I can get. Yeah. What's hidden? Well, was, Where's the hidden that, stuff? Yeah, that was the first time where like you can back. Tra- it gives you a lot of room to run, and all your all your teammates are like, "Dude, it's the other way." Dude, come on, dude. We told you it's the other way, and then finally you hit a brick, you know, an invisible wall, and it's like, no, seriously. There- it's the there is way. a door you can go in and go get some items. So, did I miss some material? It wasn't material; it was just items like oh, okay. and ether. I, I do remember. I, I will say this: that the game does a good job at. If there's something big in the area that they want you to get, they will tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, true. They they even do like little side quests to get it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, like an optional. It's it's weird how it pops up like that. Yeah, like like I mentioned the. Um, getting when you're going through the back way and going all those um, all over that uh, scaffolding, they make it very obvious. Oh, there's material over there. Don't you want to go get it? That side, mm-hmm. you know, that side quest. Oh yeah. So that part when you actually go get the material and Barrett's like, "Where are we going on an oh, adventure?" Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good, so um, and it makes him a little bit more likable, even though he's. Full blown terrorist, um, yeah. Yeah. but he's a likable yeah. terrorist. Yes, yes, he is a likable terrorist. Not a phrase uttered very often, but for him it will be. Um, yeah, I, I loved all of that leading up to getting to the second reactor, fleshing out their characters. Uh, we also didn't talk, you know, again fleshing out the women characters in this game, showing that Tifa is very unsure about what they're doing. I thought that was mm-hmm. very, very cool to yeah. show off. Um, I really like that storyline. So, yeah. Um, and but also, for people who haven't played Final, the original, they do do some of the show you what may have happened in the past. Um, you know, with her father being on the ground, and I'm sure we see more of that scene. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, as fans, we already know why she would be. You know, have a reason to blow up uh, anything with Shinra. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I like the whole sector, second reactor mission leading up to. It um, they do show a lot more of Heidegger spying on you, which yeah. gave me this weird feeling of uh, what am I even doing this for? Because and I think he it's sees everything. Feel, yeah, because it's like, well, what am I doing here? Like, one of these idiots gonna realize? And they even talk about it. They're like, yeah, we're probably all on cameras right now. Yeah, it's Cloud like, should know. Cloud this. straight up says it. Cloud's like, yeah, Cloud straight up says this. it. Yeah, it's they're watching like, the whole thing. And it's like, well, don't you how? how thick do you need to be to realize that they're letting you do this then but mm-hmm. um you know i guess they pointed out at least so it's not like you know the game is in the know that this is all kind of stupid so it's just the characters aren't the brightest so um just yeah, just the, just barrett barrett's not the brightest <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah there's a funny part on the side mission where you have to pull the switches down yes. to get the material yes mm-hmm. 
Baron's banner in that on that part is so hilarious. You have to hear it. Yes. <laughs> when um, Tifa's like, okay, three, two, one. Okay, I'm gonna do one, two, three, four, five. No, Baron, stop. <laughs> We're gonna do three, two, one. No, no, no. Let me let me do it. You know what Everybody you're doing. on me, on me, on me. I'm gonna go first. On me. No, no. I think no, no, Tifa's, Tifa's got this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the fact that they did that thing from the original, I was so pumped. I was like, because I was waiting. I was, I was totally waiting. I was like, oh, I wanna, are they gonna do the button push? Are they gonna? Because I remember sitting in front of that stupid thing, you know, for several minutes trying to get them to line up. Um, and I did the same thing here. I, I it took me a couple tries. I'm not gonna lie. Me too. And it's funny because Barrett blames on Cloud. After mm-hmm. Yes. So- yeah, it, yeah. the The Barrett banter is pretty hilarious, and yeah, constantly blaming Barrett for all of that is hilarious. Um, I do like that Cloud. He acts like the cool guy, but they also treat him like the cool guy. Yes, like, like they acknowledge, no, this dude is a badass. Even he, mm-hmm. he acts like kind of a, a a jerk, but he's got a good reason for it. So, um, very cool. Um, and then that leads us to the second, uh, well, not, not the second boss fight, but boss fight from the original, really the second big iconic fight Airbuster. Yeah, with the Airbuster. Um, but leading up to that, uh, I really liked that whole, we're going to take some components from the Airbuster oh, and yeah. choose what you want. Um, I chose the M boxes or, or M drives or whatever, because they said that it would lead to new items. You messed up, son. I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I absolutely. Because the items were like a phoenix down and a potion and something else. And I was like, ah, shouldn't have chosen that. I should have made because, the fight easier. Because though that fight is hard. It is. <laughs> yes. I was definitely, I, I burned through a lot of items. Um, and I think I had mega potions. Uh, I, I used, I burned a lot of items on that fight. Um, and uh, I did complete it in one try. I didn't die once, but... Um, yeah, that was a uh, very difficult, iconic, and I like that for at least the first part of the fight, they did keep you separated, like the original, mm-hmm. um, yes. where it's two on one and one on the other. So, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was fun. I like trying and, to figure out which components we were going to take away. I get rid of all of his BBs or whatnot, yep. and also yeah, the, the stuff that he did to like slow you down, the stuns. I was like, nah, I'm not having that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, you ain't gonna slow me down, bro. Stop that. That that's that's so far that's my most infuriating thing in combat is if you get if any time you get stunned, and it's like like it's like controls literally taken away from you. But mm-hmm. that's when you have the option to switch characters, right? So, but it's still infuriating, yeah, um, to no end. So, um, but yeah, that that kind of ends chapter seven, mm-hmm. um, and kind of gets you through first big portion of the game um i was at 12 hours then to chapter seven again I, I was pausing my clock a lot and i did all the side missions as far as i could tell um and yeah i i, th- I think that's really it as far as um you know thing big big things that happened in chapter seven um oh there was something i wanted to bring up okay in the original after the very first bomb explosion, you blow up a door and uh, Wedge. Wedge is the fat guy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. His fight, his his butt catches on fire. He runs around. It's funny, right? Ha ha. Yeah. 
Same thing happens when on the Jesse mission. Gets bit in the butt. They make a whole deal of it. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because I thought this is a callback to when his butt catches on fire in the original. Yeah. And what a stupid callback, but I love it. It was perfect. Just paying homage to what we remember, and I think that's that's great. And I hope yeah, there's just I, more and more of that, you know, going forward. I, I, yeah, and I'm sure there's some that I missed that are still paying homage to things. Oh, there's a, a few like a uh, Barrett humming the victory theme music. Yes, yes, which is that was great. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, Johnny being on the game. Um, period. Um, I know he pops up in the original. Um way more of a pain in the butt in this game you know telling he's gonna rat on you guys or whatever so um but funny very funny um yeah there's uh yeah a lot of stuff in the salt slums you know um just little details like uh in the slums the weapon shop they have the room above the weapon shop with all the crates it's where you go and meet biggs and wedge very similar to the i think it was the training room in the original Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it was actually two or three flights up. Um, but still, like, they tried. They might not have done it exactly the same way, but they tried copying the exact layout of this really crappy PS1 era <laughs> city yeah. or town. And it's like they took the layout and said, all right, we're going we're gonna to keep the layout. Um, and we're going to keep the general idea of the bar and the whole slum. Um, and we're just going to add to it. Um, and I thought that was very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So um, far, it's a masterpiece, dang it. Just, just, yeah. Ugh, yeah. This is so good. So good. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, you summed it up right. It's, it's a masterpiece so far. Um, by far one of my favorite JRPGs, or RPGs in general, and one of my favorite games in the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking for a game like this, a good single player game that I can really just dive into. So super excited. Um, yeah. Do you I think guys... it's one of the perfect swan songs to this console generation? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I, you know, it is a little bit strange that presumably these remakes are going to go move into the next generations and continue. But like you said, yeah, for this generation, perfect. And what perfect timing, honestly, with, everything that's going on in the world um to get this game uh i mean because on the heels of getting this game we are you know before actually getting this game we find out that some of the biggest releases of this entire summer are gonna be delayed mm-hmm. we don't even, at this point we don't even know if we're gonna get them this generation we don't know if the next generation is coming out this year at this point there's so many unknowns and it was like it's nice that this game was complete it's polished ready to go they shipped it it's nice just to have this and mm-hmm. to even more to Delvin's point, it, it really will be the swan song of this generation and of yeah. the PS4. Cause it's a year long exclusive. You know, that's a big deal. Um, I know yeah. a lot of people are upset by that, but that's just the way the industry I gotta is. Say, and, it, it doesn't bother me as much because I always looked at final fantasy as a PlayStation game. Yeah, absolutely. It pretty I, much I, always has been. I mean, yeah. I completely agree. And honestly, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man's another huge, was a huge third-party exclusive for Sony, and it's there's something about there's something about Spider-Man that goes with PlayStation. There's certain games that you just associate with yeah. PlayStation, and Final Fantasy. I remember it was a big deal when Final Fantasy jumped to Xbox or, or included Xbox. 
Yeah, um, it was. And it was like, it was kind of like my mind was blown. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, and, you know, I had a 360, so it worked out for me. But um, I mean, it was I, a big deal that Final Fantasy jumped to PlayStation because it was originally a Nintendo franchise. Absolutely. That is yes. true. That was, that, that, you know, something on Final Fantasy VII is iconic for is making that jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they needed the horsepower of the PS1 to make that jump. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think I definitely want to get you guys together when we've all probably beaten the game. Um, Nate, you're gonna have to wait a little. While. <laughs> I'll be playing it more. Don't worry. Yes, absolutely. So He's you can tell for us more plat. about some of, um, some of the post game stuff. So, um, I think we need to continue talking about the story and uh, you know how we how our, our thoughts on how the Sephiroth story is rolling out and stuff like that. Um, so we'll definitely figure that out um, as the weeks go by. But um, thank you, gentlemen. I, I you know I, I'm I'm so pumped. As soon as the game was. You know, I contacted you guys all a week ago or so. Where I was like, we got to talk about this game because yeah. yeah, it's a huge part of our past and our, our growing up a gamer and all that. And yeah, I couldn't be more. This is one of those games that even my wife, you know, kind of similar. Like my wife knew this was a big deal. You know, and I, I let her know. I was like, hey, I got a game coming this week. <laughs> this isn't Call of Duty or my other crap I play. I need some alone time for this. You know, I, I need this a one's special. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it glad was... it came out when it did because with everything that's going on, this is the only way I've had enough time to actually play the game. So True. this worked yeah. out perfect. I, I'm telling you right now, it would not be this far into the game if it weren't for what's going on right now. So yeah. Um, yeah. I do have to go back to work next week. So uh, we'll see. I'm going to have to squeeze that time in for sure. Um, but a uh, very addicting gameplay. So I'll keep going. Um, yeah, I, I th- uh, we do have some l- listener questions. Um, some of them we talked about, some of them we didn't. Um, sorry. Yeah. The main question, I mean, that we can answer, because the rest yes. of them we pretty much just went into, was like, from Mike Fowler 93, he was like, did you pick mature, <laughs> yeah, sporty, yeah. or exotic? It's <laughs> a good question. It's a very good question. I right, personally I, pick sporty because it just felt like the right answer. That's that's why I picked two, and I, I felt I, 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 I immediately regretted it with her answer. I was like, Ugh, I should have picked something else. Should have picked the thing that clued, should have clued me in is uh, sporty and exotic had a question mark at the end of them, so he was very unsure of himself. But mature did not have a question mark at the end of it, so I knew I should have picked mature. And I was I like, will say this: I've seen the mature outfit. Doesn't look that great. Sporting <laughs> exotic looks like the better ones. They're picking that All equation. Right. Good. Um, yeah. I did pick. I picked the sporty one as well. So, Mine what did you guys pick? Exotic. Exotic. Okay. What did you pick, Dylan? Uh, sporty. Sporty. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, you're staring at her. I'm like, yeah, it's sporty. Like, look at her. Yeah, obviously she'd wear right. something sporty. So, um, good question. Uh, I did want to hit on, um, you know, media force cast. Um. How are we gonna avoid talking about Final Fantasy VII? Oh, this was for that was for PSXP. Yeah. So there you go, Media Forest Cast. This is how we avoid talking about Final Fantasy VII for all of PSXP. I can can answer. We're gonna talk about it here. Question, (laughs) because on this week's episode of PSXP, Haley didn't want to talk about Final Fantasy because she hates and she's a terrible person. Bingo. (laughs) So I said, 
Screw you, Haley. I'm going to go another podcast talk nothing about, about, about right. Final Fantasy VII. There's a reason we had to get this, this group of guys together um, and do this. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, any listeners who have more questions, uh, we're definitely going to do this again. So hit us up. Um, send them to the PSXP podcast if you want. We'll probably be another special episode of PSXP when we do this. Yep. Um, uh, I'd like to get the same group of guys together. We'll try. Um and yeah, um, I guess that's it for us tonight. Um, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Nah, Buy Final Fantasy VII. Buy it. Yeah, play it. Oh, this game is I great. I will say this. For those who are on the fence about buying it because they said, oh, we already played the original, this is very different from the original. Yes. Very different plot lines, very different story. It's very unique. Very, it's similar, but there's a lot of different differences that I think you would like a lot. Yes, absolutely. Um, and to kind of go along with that, I mentioned earlier, Kevin's been just beating that drum, trying to be a hater, saying that this is only part one of a full game. Basically trying to say this is not a full game. I have not completed it. Um, but it definitely is. I can, it definitely is a full game. I know just by playing what I have played, it's like, this is absolutely a complete game. Tons of franchise. I mean, is it is it wrong that they split the uh, the entire Uncharted saga into four different games? No, it's just an ongoing story, and that's how you should treat this game. It's yep. it's it's the first. They could call final that a second remake. Two or you know they don't you don't have to call this. They didn't call it Uncharted, one Uncharted one. They just called it Uncharted and gave it a subtitle. You know, it's not. It doesn't have to be the first. Um, and uh, I completely. As a fan, as fans, we should be the ones that are upset we're not getting the full story. And if we're the ones that are happy with it, then that's all that matters, right? So, well, it's yeah. like Star Wars is, you know, starts out with episode four. You know, are you going to wait for all the other episodes to come out before you go see Star Wars? <laughs> yeah. No. Very good, very good point. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, Kevin, just stay out of it, man. We're going to beat you down. <laughs> uh, you know, I want Kevin to play it. I think he'd. Actually I want him like to play it. it too. Like, why are you tripping, Kevin? Play the game, bro. <laughs> I mean, he likes these kind of games, doesn't he? Like, he likes this kind of like. I mean, he was waiting forever for for uh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts. Yes, like, yes, he was. Bruh. Yes, yes. Jump this in. This is this is Kingdom Hearts uh, on, on steroids. You know, so yeah, um, no Mickey Mouse. So. Um, yeah, I, I that that concludes this episode, gentlemen. Um, we gotta get out of here, um, but we will definitely finish this out, finish the game, and I definitely want to talk more about the whole Sephiroth story and meeting Aerith and all that stuff. So oh, yeah. we're gonna get to it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be it for tonight. Bye.